Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's goody nerds? It's Zero Gravity all up in your ears, bringing in another episode of the Blurdy Massacre podcast, your stop for all things black and nerdy. And today we are talking about one of my favorite topics that is bad bitches. (laughs) Before we tap in, let's intro our blurdy besties. And you can't see us, but when she brought in the topic, I was hair flipping already. Um, This is Brother Ghoulish. Um, Y'all know me from here on Blurdy Massacre, Brother Ghoulish's Tomb, and the other Brother Ghoulish lineup of podcasts, and also the Ultra Tapes. This is Sheree the Slayer. Um, You know me from this podcast, the Ultra Tapes, A Nightmare on Fierce Street, and some streaming guides from Dread Central, if you read streaming guides from Dread Central. Um, And I am here on coffee and beer as bad bitches do. Hmm. Mm. Is there any other option? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe a Red Bull if you really feel like (laughs) that, bumping it into like the third gear. But that's too bad, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's Saturday night, okay? And I'm Zero Gravity, aka Miss Spooky NYC MC, live streamer and internet gremlin, infecting your ear holes. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Yes. All right, y'all. Before we get into the meat, this episode, Wash Poppin'. Let's see what's really going down in the horror community right now. So, Wash Poppin', I want to start with Lisa Frankenstein. Have y'all heard this announcement yet? I saw the photos. I saw the photos last night. I, I was afraid to read anything because, like, people will ruin a project before even get started. Mm. But, like, I saw the photos, and you have Lisa Frank and you have Frankenstein, which is Mary Shelley creating sci fi. Hello. People don't give Mary Shelley credit for that. Sign yeah. up, started by a woman. Give it. Yes. Um, yeah. um, so I'm here for it already. I'm opening my wallet the second it's out. Facts. I, I'm a big fan of just Frankenstein's monster in general. Um, one of my proudest moments growing up was arguing with my high school English teacher about Frankenstein's monster being feminist um, literature, which it fucking is. And she sat there and she fucking argued with me. But hello, it's feminist uh, 
liter literature and cinema. But anyway, yes. Also, first things first, um, directed by Zelda Williams. <gasps> Let's go, Queen. Yes. Yes. Talk about bad bitches loading. Get bad it. bitches loading. She is on the fucking way up. Um, I was just really happy with that news. Um, we have starring Cole Sprouse, Catherine Newton, and Diablo Cody um, coming back from, um, what's it called? Help, help. Jennifer's body. They were oh, yeah. bang. Yeah. Um, Cole Sprouse, cool. I know that he had his like come up uh, in Riverdale. I never watched the show, but I did watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is, yes. you know, that whole same universe kind of thing. Um, I have heard that he's a cool guy, though. Uh, he went to NYU, and I have some friends that went to NYU. Actually, they both both of the twins went to NYU. Supposedly, there's like a good twin and a bad twin. He's the good I twin, think, so I've been I told. Both of the, yeah, because like yeah. I know that the other one is always in the news for other reasons. And Cole's like, I want to be an actor. I'm gonna focus on that. And Dylan's yeah. like, I, I want to be Eagle. I'm gonna focus on that. Villain <laughs> <laughs> era. Listen, but anyway. I don't think there's uh, any bad press about this movie yet. I think it's all smiles so far and uh, ready for it. Also, um, Lachlan, Lakeland, I'm not sure of the pronunciation here, um, but played uh, Theo in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Speaking of, um, the trans character um, come season three, I think, in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, is going to be playing Glenn slash Glenda in the Chucky um, sci-fi show in season two, which I am very, very happy about because I do yes. believe that the the actor is non-binary, yep. um, which makes all the sense, all the fucking sense. Uh, and also, this is just a huge fucking win for the gay agenda. Let's fucking go. Yes, hear it. And we got this news during Pride Month at that. Thank you. Um, I'm really happy that they're bringing it to... The new show. Because the new show, it, it fucking bangs. It really does. It, it was the best eight episodes we had all last year. And the fact that people won't give it the awards is not shocking because we hate nice things here. But mm -hmm. I was really happy to see they were cast. But I was also kind of like upset slash <laughs> amused that it came as a spoiler from Jay Tilly. Because Jay Tilly's but Queen Jennifer Tilly, for those of us who don't know, that bad bitch. Um, has been taking pictures of all of Chucky things because her Instagram or Twitter are always lit. And she was like, this is my new friend who's playing Glenn Linda. I'm like, you didn't tell us who they playing. You said they said they was on set. I was going to show up. Why you going to be ruining shit? Why you going to be ruining shit? <laughs> Take my mom's phone, but also nice outfit. <laughs> yeah, any day that we get to just see her on the timeline, we're winning and we're and we're thankful. Yeah. yeah. I love Jennifer Tilly. Like, she just... And I love that, like, you know, like, there are so many people who have iconic roles like her who sometimes get a little nervous about being typecast, so then they don't, like, show as much love for that particular role. She's not like that. She leans into it, oh, and yeah. that and that just makes it even better for me. I love when she gets to talk about it because women her age don't get to be sexy uh, serial killers. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, the fact that Mancini's always like, hey, you want to roll around with Fiona Dora or in your lingerie real quick and then, like, go kneecap a bastard? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and like 
seeing her video. Her phone is always on her. I don't understand how her phone is always on her because she'll be like in the scene and they won't have caught cut and she's on the floor laying down because she just got bitch slapped by Chucky taking selfies from the floor. And I was like, Jay Tilly, where are you keeping this phone? Where are you keeping this phone, girl? <laughs> she might also be just like a publicist's worst nightmare. <laughs> in the best way. <laughs> I am yeah. I'm excited to hear this news too, though. Like, um, it. I think one of the things that has really worked for Chucky is the way that it has historically like played with the formula, and that's why we ended up getting like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, and and those were just so amazing. And what I liked about what the TV show did was, especially in the first season, they acknowledged all these like little pieces and threads in fun ways. They brought back some legacy characters. And this was one that I was curious if they would ever make a return. And so this is this is going to be probably the only thing that I watch when it comes on. Like, everything has to stop. We're going live again on Fear Street. We don't have dates yet because we don't know when it's dropping, but we will be going live. So expect those emails. I'm about to say I'll be crashing that. Um, I'm already there. I'm, I'm pulling up the stream yard right now. <laughs> Listen, the second the date that is dropping is announced, expect messages because it's going to be like, hey, we got dates, y'all. We're clearing our schedules, clear yours as well. Um, but yeah, I, as an outsider looking in on Chucky, what I appreciate is that like the more respect the franchise is given, the more Mancini gets to have fun and just make it even mm. more queer. Because I think that most horror is just inherently queer. That's just all there is to it. Um, but like we started out in the 80s, so you had to like play subtle and people could be like, no, it's not. It's about me. I'm a white man. Uh, <laughs> like, every movie, Simon is like, no, it's really not for you, Chad. Good day. <laughs> and now we have a whole damn show, and it's like, how much queer can we get? How much queer can we get? And I'm like, yes, yes. I'm an obnoxious bitch at Pride going, yes, queens. Like, people are like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> not the bachelorette at the drag party. I am. I am. I'm that bitch. I got like the slurpee straw that spells my name and I'm wearing a tiara and they're like, who let her in? And I'm like, me. <laughs> I don't know wedding things. That's not called a bachelorette. What's it called when you're about to be married? Newly bachelorette bro- party. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm, okay. There we go. I got to trust myself more. Believe there is in yourself. I am always so embarrassed when I see them out in the wild. And I'm just like, this is why we can't have nice things and we don't get invited to stuff. Because of you, Paula. Because of you. Oh. Let me tell you about one, and then we'll move on, because y'all know I can talk five hours later. Um, When I was in New Orleans, right, when we were all partying, um, this white woman went up on the stage and took a hat off the black woman who was performing and put the hat on and started trying to dance with her. And when I tell you, we were all like, where is this? Is she still alive? Can you talk about it? No, she died that moment. (laughs) Right? When it's the murder and it's shame. I was like, oh my This God. is on a true crime podcast. Y'all want to know how I'm full of shit, though. I was like, oh my God, but I was still moving at the same time. Like, I was still dancing. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, shit, this is Do you crazy. need an alibi because you're about to stomp her? <laughs> like, damn, I can't believe this shit. <laughs> like, this is wild. <laughs> um, okay, what else we got? Um, Scream Six in New York City, sure, I guess. Y'all have opinions on this? Oh, I do, and I'm gonna let y'all go first because mm, I have a dissertation. Better explode. I mean, different, but it makes sense because now we have brown people driving this. They're not gonna stay in Woodsboro where their friends got murdered. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's a good fucking point. 
Yeah. Because like even towards the end of like Scream Five, Sam was like, "No, we're not gonna do. Stay here with the white people." (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of bad bitches loading. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Step one: leave. Right. Um, I was like feeling weird about this um, news. I knew that the franchise was mostly going to hate it because it's different. And you know that fandom just mostly hates change because they're those kind of people, old heads, whatever. Um, But then also the other side of me is like, even if I don't like this movie and y'all know I'm not crazy about Scream, I will watch all of them at least once um, because you have to, you know, you have to appreciate the historical significance and the fandom and its importance and all that kind of stuff. But I was here with, what was it? Part eight, Friday the 13th, part eight, but Jason takes Manhattan. Um, I had to pretend to like that movie for so fucking long because it takes place in Manhattan and I'm from Manhattan and I can't cap because like, not that met not not that much mainstream hard goes down in New York City. Yeah. So this is what I do have. So like by default, I, I rep my city very hard and I, I I have to ride for it, even though that movie was garbage. I just don't want to do that again. Especially because Scream is like not at the top of my list for me. But I I did enjoy Scream Five. So I have hope. But I'm just like, yo, just please don't fuck it up. Like don't just don't bring them in Times Square. For God's sake, for everything that is that is good and spicy and evil, please don't bring them to Times Square, because then I'm gonna roll my fucking eyes. Please. I feel like it depends on how long they've been there. If they just got there, they have to do some like touristy shit to be like it's really New York. We're not lying to y'all. But if they've been there for a minute and they are now being picked up by new killers after like a year or two of living there, they ain't gotta do that shit. So first of all, both oh, of y'all. <laughs> First of all, both of y'all know I live for Times Square, so I caught that and, oh. and whatever to both of you. Let's start there. All right, now about the question <laughs> of Scream not being in Woodsboro is not really a big deal. Like, for real, for real, if you want to call it what it is. Because, like, Homegirl went to college in the second one, and I do not believe that was in Woodsboro. And then the fourth one would take you to the shady shores of L.A. So what that tells us is three. There we go. And so what that tells us is we're going to eventually have to move beyond Woodsboro at some point as the as the saga continues, because that's what's been happening the whole time. So that's one piece. Two, I'm upset about it because (laughs) because (laughs) I, I just had to do my disclaimer so I don't sound like I'm full of shit. But the only reason I'm upset about it is since there is this contest as to whether or not you know, Sydney is going to be a part of it or not. Y'all are trying to change too much up on me real, like, at one time, and I'm just trying to process it all. Yes, I'm going to live for the meta references to Jason Takes Manhattan, because that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to live for this idea of it being about, like, a new group of people, like, as the focus, so that the franchise doesn't accidentally go stale and kind of, you know, go in a direction that we don't want it to go. But y'all have to do things correctly, you know, you got to land the plane right. You got to treat Miss Neff Campbell correctly. And then maybe we can talk. I'm still kind of stuck on that. And I, and until I know that they come to a mutually agreeable situation, I'm upset. 
did, I, they did come to an agreement. Well, 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 there's a rumor that they, that she's going to be on there and that they, you know, resolve things behind closed doors. But as of the date of us recording this, I have not seen that by no credible sources. It's still they did not pay homegirl what she is worth. And I'm not OK with that. I hate that. Mm. I, I really do think that it is PR trying to spin stuff because, like, clearly you're going to pay Neff Campbell whatever Neff Campbell wants. Even though it's not her franchise anymore, you want her there because the girls want her there. And also, is that Nev Campbell's um, mode to just hop onto the social media and the press to be like, I got a problem with somebody? Because again, she's like Canadian and quiet. So, like, <laughs> she would have been like, This is working now. I'm going to leave now because I'm uncomfortable with conflict. Um, so, the fact that she was like, Good morning, America. They're not paying me my worth. They're trying to like get us to not, they're trying to get us to be gagged and surprised that she's there. I believe she's not there when the credits are rolling and have ended, and I'm sitting in the theater five seconds later being like, I didn't see her. That's when I believe she's not in this movie. Nah, imagine let me give some Marvel let me give some fight. heart to that for a second. That's what I want it to be. It's just historically the way that Hollywood does underpay or undercut women and not try to pay them what they're worth. I would not be surprised that that is what's going on in this situation for real. And she just got fed up. I don't want that to be the case mm -hmm. because. I'm totally biased in this. I actually love Nev Campbell as an actress, even beyond screen. And I'm biased in this in that I also like Sidney Prescott as a character. So my concern around that needs to be resolved. Like if if I put look, if it's a PR stunt and Homegirl got paid, I'm fine. I'll eat that crow and smile. But at the end of the day, if that's not what's happening, y'all need to fix it, or else yes. Ghoulish is gonna pull up on your shit with my Himalayan pink salt lamp. Oh! <laughs> I'm about to align those chakras. So, <laughs> scream is why I am gay and I love being on this side. So, I take this very personal. No, no, that was a threat. That was 100% a threat. Yo, you ever seen that meme? And it's like, gay people were invented by the government to promote the Scream franchise. <laughs> I've never seen that. That is so accurate. Y'all didn't get y'all dossiers too? <laughs> I missed it memo. I'm not a Scream fan. It gives them a different genre. I, I, I love this franchise. And I also remember back in the day, they used to play mind games because people would leak their scripts all the time. So they had like fake endings and they were like, who's there, who's not there? And so I know not to believe anything uh, when it comes to screen casting until I've seen the movie myself. And even then, there's a deleted scene that's going to make it a lie. And so like, when I have the Blu-ray in my hand, then I will be like, I'm really upset. Because I am i don't mind being upset for when I'm not being paid, because we're not paid. Um, and I'll be upset about that always and forever, but I'm not going to like hop onto this particular situation of being like, pay her, because I think she's in the movie. I think she has to be in the movie. You can't really do Scream without her, unfortunately. And, and that's not no shade to her or her character. It's just that we are now in a different part of this franchise. This is a new trilogy, and we have brown leads, and so we have to keep bringing back legacy characters for Hoost now. But while we're talking about these brown leads, I put up the Google cast page because I make sure I got Melissa Barrera's name right because I, I think that's her name, but I wanted to double check. It's and I'm looking at this Google that's cast amazing. page and her and Jen Ortega are nowhere on this cast page. I'm going to take a screenshot of um, and put on our Twitter when we upload this episode. Our top line is literally Mikey Madsen, Nate Campbell, Jack Quaid, Skeet Ulrich, Dylan Minnette, and Dave Raquette. Where are our leads? Second line. <laughs> Marley Shelton, who plays Deputy Jewy. Judy, um, Mason Gooding, Hayden Panettiere, Jason Savoy Brown, Sonia Ben Amar, and Kyle Gaynor. That's the second line. Still no leads. Google's done this shit before because they left Lupita out of um, that movie I hate with the, ooh, 
with the kids and the zombies, little oh, monsters. Yeah, they they have her nowhere on the first page, and she's definitely at least one of the really. TV. Yeah, and when I complained about it, somebody somewhere might have said something because Google fixed it and all of a sudden she was there. There's so like Google, seven characters in that whole movie. Listen, how's Lupita not there? They have people who were playing like people who work at the park. They had people who played zombies. They had kids, and I'm like, this movie's about Lupita. Um, so I need whoever does these Google cast sheets to stop being racist. Um, fire them if you need to, because this keeps happening. Because again, like I love Scream, I love the whole cast, but we have two Latinx leads. That does not happen in a horror movie, especially a mainstream horror movie that's a popular franchise. Right. Mikey Madsen don't need his first bill. That's facts. Those are my rants. <laughs> now I'm 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 thinking about this a little bit differently now. <clears throat> and now I think I unfortunately have an expectation for this Scream 6 to be a little bit better. Especially because they're in New York, which is full of black and brown people. But most of me is thinking, don't get your hopes up. It's what I would want to see. I don't know. Have them move to Sunset Park. Have, to, have them move to the Heights, somewhere that is Afro-Latino, Latino, like just the Bronx in general, <laughs> like anywhere. But my heart says, you're right, and they're probably going to end up in just Times Square. Yeah, but hopefully we will get to see different parts of New York, because like if we're going to New York, we'll take everybody who's still alive. And they're not all going to end up in the same place. Isn't it like Bayside and Save by the Veil? So some of them are going to be in the, like, the Bronx. Some of them are going to be in Brooklyn, hopefully. Um, so at least different like areas. So all just like tourist space and people remember we're in New York. And well, I think because, Radio like, Silence will do it. Because they're like already recording, it's already like known like some of the areas that they're recording in. Oh, I yeah. haven't like looked into that. Oh, they're I recording don't... in New York too. Or filming in New York. Yeah. It, like, oh, that's don't the... let me find out where. <laughs> that's that's how that's how this new that's how this news actually broke because like there were so many people that were tweeting that like oh they're clearly recording out front of my apartment they're recording around here oh. so there's like general knowledge as to like the areas that they're going to be recording in but I've tried to avoid as much of that as possible because I'm such a huge scream fan and not everybody um not everybody kind of like processes like this information the same but for me one of the fun things about Scream is just going in blind. Like, I like to just show up and, and, and find out what's happening raw. And I know that's rare with a major franchise like this, where, especially with what we do, like, people are automatically that they find something going to probably retweet it or share it on the timeline because they're excited. But Scream and anything by Jordan Pill feels the same thing. I just want it to be raw. Like, I don't, I don't want to know anything. Same. I'm, I'm ducking and dodging no spoilers like it's nobody's business. Um, but also, if they're still recording July 25th slash 26th, uh, I got to be in New York to pick up my Defender Award because I was angry and got an award for it. That's right. Um, so we should try and find out if they record and where they're recording zero and meet up there in person and also scream at some people. Yeah. I love screaming at people. Let's do it. Well, but just like, give Janata Tatum more stuff to do. Thank you. Um, can I have a job? <laughs> and then leave. Can I have a job? Harass them and then ask for a job. Right? That's America, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, radio silence, but you won't hire me. 
can oh write a God. movie too. <laughs> what else is popping, yo? I've been talking too much. What else is popping? So Patrick Ian Polk, who many of you may not know, but I'll just tell you, he wrote Noah's Ark, and he's also one of the writers for P Valley. He cleared out a lot of homophobes this week in light of the most recent episode of P Valley, which at the point of this recording will show like a gay sex scene between two black men. And so people were losing their shit. And mind you, in the exact same episode, there's a lesbian scene, but no one's complaining about that because society. And <clears throat> Patrick Ann Paul is someone who collects his checks. Um, he doesn't necessarily blow up the timeline. Like, he really does stay to himself. He is a gay black writer who I've always just like watched him. Like I really love him. I love his work beyond Noah's Ark also like in Blackbird. And I've always wanted him to create something else. And to know that he's a part of P Valley was part of the attraction to me. And now that like, he's finally speaking up to say, listen, y'all are full of it. It's homophobia and a bad wig. Um, I need to see this new season of P Valley because like everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, oh, but like my friend's passport don't work no more. So I got to investigate that and maybe get another (laughs) friend. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it's, I think only about four or five episodes in right now. Like that's that's literally as far as it's gone. Like it's it's still at the beginning. So I can catch up Monday because it's not a real holiday anyways. So it seems right to have like <laughs> P Valley be like the marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're going to be surprised what they do with Mercedes' character. I'll just say that she's earned. She she's the real leader of the show. I know they want the Cardi B knockoff to be the leader of the show, but like I don't even know her name. But you can't be like she's got a mystery. And she's C.W. Brown. Aren't you enchanted by her? I'm like, no, not really. What Mercedes doing? I, I love I love Mercedes as well. And I hope that that actress gets into more projects after this. Because in addition to just being athletic as fuck, <laughs> she's a, a great actress. She actually makes me feel connected to her character. Listen, more for her. Put her on the list for bad bitches rising. <laughs> I know what the name of the show is. <laughs> bad bitches loving I knew before I met Miss Chardonnay. Listen, I used to know a lot of things. <laughs> this could have been spellcast noir again. <laughs> like, like everything's running together. We'll be right now. <laughs> right? Give Billy Porter things, Sheree. That was three weeks ago. Oh, still give him things, but also... Don't be surprised about? if Billy Porter shows up on this episode, though. That was in our original debriefing for the listeners. So he's, he's integrated into the, the fabric of this podcast. I want to go back and count how many times he's come up, how many times Method Man has come up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Angela Bassett. Because, like, I feel like those three, at least one or two of them make an appearance every episode. Yep. And, they, and, and you know what? And, and I love it. They're part of our plan. pantheon. So. And listen, they all deserve their own episodes. Um, and then we still will need more time. So, <laughs> yeah. Who's the, who would be the Loki of our pantheon? Would it be the Jack Black Dreadwig or... Oh. That's, what would the Loki of our pantheon be? That's Thanos. That ain't that ain't Loki. <laughs> yeah. That week snapped and I disappeared. I left my body. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is on your head, Jack? Ascended. <laughs> right? I was like, let me go, Tony Stark. Let me go. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I know who our Loki is. I'm fucking around. It's Gabriel from Malignant. That's our Loki. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. He got tricks and then some... But also, he make an awesome addition at P Valley because, like, can you imagine those stunts? I would not go in there. I would, I would be screaming in fear. 
<laughs> is he backwards? Is she forwards? And you know they do those little time lapses in slow motion with the neon lights. Oh god. Oh my god. If Black Lady Sketch Show could give me this in their next season, um, I would appreciate that. I will write it again. I need a job. Um, so like, <laughs> it was a lot of popping this week. Um, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. But <clears throat> our topic today is bad bitch loading, looking at up and coming talents in the industry, AKA bad bitches loading. <laughs> Initiating bitch sequence one. <laughs> okay, so who we? Oh, well, hold up. Sorry, layover for real talk first. I'm so excited to get to this list. I don't really have much to talk about with the real talk this time. It's just a couple bullet points. Um, the first of which is you'll find out when we get to the list related. It turns out that someone did a really funny thread on Twitter. For every time the character Erica from Stranger Things cleared someone. Yup, let me pull that shit up. I just <laughs> She's that, my favorite. <laughs> I've really found this to be like appropriately timed because I've been watching um, a lot of reviews about uh, what's going to happen with Stranger Things and stuff and like reading a lot of different like uh, think pieces. And the general consensus is even when the show succeeds, sometimes it can do better at its Black character representation. And one of the examples that they gave, of course, was how Erica probably wasn't even going to end up being in the show um, as long as she did. But they held on to her because there was this very great response to her character. And she's so fucking entertaining. Even this th- the, the level of joy this thread brings me is unprecedented. First off, when they introduced Erica, I was like, finally, we needed her because she takes nobody's shit. Um, she is her own person. She's not like, they must be lying about something. Let's keep it secret. She's like, y'all lying. Stop lying to the police. We get our house. <laughs> and they're like, let's pull her aside so she'll stop holding us out for other people. <laughs> and I, I, I love this character and I love this actor. And when this character was introduced, was that last season, season before? It's all murky. No, down. two seasons ago. When she was introduced, she was automatically the best part of that season. Thanks. And we all knew that, except for one white woman in my friends list, because I went to school with her way back when. Mm. And I was like, you giving me some racist energy, but I can't I can't say that because like maybe you still like this character. But also the way you're talking about how she's not the best part and the way you're saying how she's just loud and sassy. I'm like, these are red flags. These are red flags. And of course, the women end up being racist. And that was just like the appetizer to the racism that I was expecting. Mm. <laughs> um, and so like, she's a good barometer of who are the people on your timeline? Do they stand Erica as they should? Or are they whispering about how she's too sassy? There's only one option. Listen, if you think she's sassy, unfriend me now. So I find you out later and I'm going to unfriend you. And it's going to be more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Erica literally has the highest death toll out of every character and she just like literally just kill it niggas just at least twice an episode she needs a real spinoff there i said it no crumbs no crumbs yeah erica sinclair spinoff when because she is literally more capable than all the all of the the boys in their little troop yeah she's the one when 
for for now, right now, let's go. Who's writing it? Who got it? Because like, if we're not talking about an Erica spinoff, we're good to end this. Like, <laughs> you found the gold. Um, give us the gold or let us go home. Don't come back over here with no Stranger Things spinoff or anybody else. Um, I love everybody, but like, it, it's Erica's world and they're all living in it. Now. It is. And I did hear a lot. People were audibly upset with this newest season of Stranger Things. Um, people thought that Erica didn't get enough screen time, mm-hmm. which I agree also. and disagree with. I agree because, yeah, there just wasn't enough Erica. I mean, every time she blessed the screen, she gave us a one-liner that stuck for the rest of the episode, which is exactly what, you know, she was placed to do. But I do think her screen time in this season was pretty equivalent with her the, with the previous seasons. It was. I think that we're just more fans of Erica now. So we want to see more of her. And um, I don't know why Netflix is not seeing that as a, as a priority, writing her in more. I think she played more of a character in season three. Um, but I think her screen time was the same in this season. She just wasn't as much of a character um, in, in, I guess, some sort of conflict um, besides giving her sassy amazing dreadful um fatal one-liners um but it's okay just give us the spinoff and nobody gets hurt listen listen like this second half that drops tomorrow um tomorrow holy shit yeah if it's not erica field i'm gonna have thoughts I'm going to be that person who puts on their glasses, opens the computer, and writes Netflix a letter. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you tell the Defra brothers <laughs> they could have had a bad bitch. <laughs> um, you let them know. I want them to know it was me who said it. Um, and also, hire me. Because I'll give you more Erica. I'll give you Erica spinoff today. Um, I will be like, hello, this is me. <laughs> I know what we need. I know what we want. It's Erica. It's Erica. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I just she's such a fun character and because i was a little sister i i understand that energy of i'm kicking my shit up in your way and see what you're doing because you close this door i know it's something don't make a part of it today yes <laughs> and so she could easily be in the group because she's like y'all fighting demons again it's real D. let's go um and so i'm i'm here for her and she could easily have more screen time if we had more black women writing for this show yeah. <laughs> um, it's true Okay, who else is loading? Who we got? Who's loading? I guess we can just jump into the list. Um, You want to take it away, uh, Sheree? Yes, please. Um, We are living in the age of Jasmine Savoy Brown. If you don't know who she is, then you've not seen Scream 5, you've not seen Yellow Jackets, and you have also not seen... Oh, wow, my brain just did a thing. You have not seen... I just forgot the name of it. It is um, violence. Thank you. Thank you. My brain was like, go for it, bitch. Go for it. And I was seeing the visuals and I was seeing her kill people. And I was like, it's a good time, but give me a title. Um, but if you've not seen those three movies, stop what you are doing because she delivers in well, those two movies in a show, she delivers every performance. Um, she's not fucking around on the rest of our levels. This bitch came out the gate being like, I will be getting an Oscar by the time I'm 30. What are you doing? Facts. <laughs> yeah. I still need to watch Yellow Jackets. Oh, see, now it's so good. I It's on the list. Um, when Yellow Jackets came out, Aria 
wait, Archive, I was going to say Area 51, Archive 81 had came out like that same week on Netflix. So I literally flipped a coin to see which one I would watch first. Uh, Archive 81 won the bet. Um, but I still have to get to it. But Sound of Violence, sheesh. Sheesh. To me, that is her best performance. I wrote about it in Dread Central, and somebody sent her the article. I think it was the director, because I met the director of Clubhouse, Alex Neuer, but I can't prove it. I haven't asked. Somebody sent her the article, and so she DM'd me to thank me um, for what I wrote and tell me that she's also said there's a lack of Black women in slashers. Who get to I didn't slashers. know that. I love that. No, I was screaming. And because I'm me, I told her I was screaming. Because what else do you say to Jasmine Savoy Brown other than thank you for all your work? I'm screaming in my friend's car. What is this? <laughs> What? Are you real life? Period. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love when people are as cool as you want them to be, especially when they're so fucking talented, because like she could easily have just read that article and been like, bitches love me. <laughs> she would have been right. <laughs> but she was like, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> it was also cool to see uh, when I Googled her name, she's also done some voiceover work for video games which I did not know. Um, she was in Spider-Man Miles Morales, that DLC, um, which I did play, which I probably will have to go back now because I didn't realize. Um, and also Wolfenstein Youngblood. Cool. Never played the game, but she is a bad bitch loading in multiple fields, which I right? definitely appreciate. Um, also hair goals. Listen, hair goals. listen. I I don't know if she has to bring her own person to these sets because like her own hair is cute. I think right now it's short and pink, or at least that's the last picture that we all got. I love the short and pink. Like she's a model. She could do anything. Mm. She could shave it and like leave a little green over here to the side. And we would be like, yes, bitch, yes. <laughs> I, I she can do no wrong. Like her outfits are always right. Like she only she only knows how to win. Like everything she does is all net. Is that the basketball term? It's all net. Is that what they say? Nothing been net. Yeah. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. Like literally, she shoots to score every time, whether it's acting, fashion, video games. She's just like, how can I win today? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you can definitely tell that we're fans of sports over here. Right. I watch all the sports balls. Yeah, sports balls. Meat I'm sports. Very, I'm very active. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, I love Jasper Savoy Brown. <laughs> She definitely deserves her three name, three name, I don't know what you call that. Three names always hit harder. They make you remember. Right? Yeah. Right? This is the age of JSB and I won't do anything else. Mm. Period. Maybe I'll start Yellow Jackets today. We'll do see. It. Do it. She is the best part. And this is a stacked cast because you have like Juliette Lewis, you have Katrina Ricci, you have all these people we've grown up watching and you have her surrounded by other um, people her own age because they're also in a different situation. I don't want to give anything away. And they're all delivering. But Jasmine is like, I am the season. I don't know how to <laughs> not be the season. I if I'm shining, it. everybody's going to shine. Lizzo said it. <laughs> so, how like, old is she? Oh, she's 28. She's right? she's loading. Right? She is fucking loading. She showed up loaded. Like she's mm -hmm. like, I'm ready. Give me the camera. We're gonna do the things. Um, I I am I am inspired by this bitch because she again wakes up every day and it's like, how can I get the bitches talking about me mm. by being me? <laughs> 
It's the best way to do it. It really Listen. is. I also have people who like scroll into this episode and don't know that there are many uses for the word bitch. <laughs> yeah. You missed our pilot episode and you should go back for that um, and insert some oh, real. But there are many meanings to the word bitch. So like you'll know when we mean it in a bad way <laughs> as opposed to the fun way. <laughs> okay, who else loading? Jenna Ortega obviously is loading. She's really young, isn't she? Yeah. And that bitch put out three horror movies this year because she opened with Scream 5 where she was one of the leads that Google just disrespected. Um, <laughs> and she also was in Studio 666 with the Foo Fighters, which I have not seen. I was going to, but the drummer um, passed away. And you know, I, I watched the movie. I had a screener for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Foo Fighters fan, so I wasn't really fucking with it. I mean, if... I can proudly say if you are a Foo Fighters fan, you'll probably love the movie. Um, but I didn't get all the little references and, you know, it just didn't make much sense to me because I'm not in that fandom. So I was kind of checking out. I didn't realize she was in the movie. But that's probably just because I wasn't really paying much attention. I was begging for a screener. Um, and I was about to get one, I think. But then, like, when Taylor Hawkins um, passed away, I was like, this seems distasteful. Plus, like, I yeah. just cry. So it wouldn't even hit the way it, it Are you a Foo Fighters fan? Yes. I grew up yelling Dead, grow up and get it. And it made people uncomfortable because I was a child. Um, I, I have been here for every iteration of Dave Grohl. And this band he gets to lead was a super band. And Taylor Hawkins was a badass drummer. I have heard every version there is of Everlong. Um, I would break into <laughs> Learn to Fly right here, right now, or there goes my hero, depending on the liquor. Um, I, I am I am a fool. I'm a fool for fool. Um, and so <laughs> when I saw she was in their movie, I was like, yes, bad bitch. Um, and those were the first two. Like, again, we are in the end of June. This bitch put out three horror movies, top of the year, the third one being X, which the girls yeah. are so gagged. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's heavy. That's some heavy I mean, shit. I don't know what year it was, but I actually got into her with you um, yeah. on Netflix. That was my introduction to her, and I fell in love. And I loved her performance in Scream, and I loved her performance in X, even though I was not a fan of X. And she's the only reason I'm tempted to even entertain anything from that piece of shit as Tim Burton. Just the fact that she's the lead. Like, yeah. the, like she... Oh, go ahead. I was saying same, because those three movies and this Wednesday that's dropping are her four horror things I know of this year, but it's one year. I don't fuss with Timmy Burton, because Timmy Burton don't fuss with Black people, but because Jen Ortega's there, I'm going to give it a try, just yeah. quietly. I'm not going to give him any hashtags or tweets, but I'm going I'm to give it a whirl. Yeah, she's the she's literally the only reason. Like, because otherwise, I mean, even with that considered, I'm still kind of like on the fence. Like, just because like just the foolishness of it all. But I need her to get all her things. I think that she's definitely the scream queen of this generation because we haven't had one in a hot minute. Um, yeah. And she's just like, all I know is horror, and I'm fine with that. And I think that she's also just really good at utilizing her appearance because she looks like a very young naive um child and she's like haha bitches i'm making bank and i'm making money moves Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like it comes across in her performances because like of course you're like oh this weak bitch is in danger and she's like actually no i'm not (laughs) gotcha bitch (laughs) and i i love i love that because i think so many actors are always fighting against how they come across and how they appear and it doesn't feel earned Mm-hmm. And it always feels earned because she's so grounded as an actor. And I think she knows what everybody's suspecting of her. Because like she's like what five what five three, five four? Yeah, she's very know. tiny. Like and you yeah. can see it even in you. Yo, five four of... is tiny. <laughs> Wait till y'all find out that I'm five two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I am very short. Why are you, Jazz and Baby, all shorter than me? That makes me feel weird because I'm short. Um, when I found out that girl that's scary, they're both little shorties. I was like, oh, finally. Thank right. She's five one according to IMDb. Five one. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Um, so she is a shorty. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how she got shit on because she was on the cover of the Fangoria when X came out, and she got shit on for that. I didn't hear about that because yeah. I thought she looked great. It was people don't like brown people winning. Yeah, people. Well, oh. a people. Like brown people winning. B Trash, man. old Fangoria heads need to get lives um, because they are stuck in the past um, and don't realize that Fangoria was relevant when it was around back in the day. But now we don't have much more to say about Nightmare on Elm Street, so we're gonna keep it moving just like they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's there's the whole um, notion that like. Fangoria is like soft now. Oh, they're so soft and they don't want to put images of gore. But the her cover, Jenna Ortega's cover on Fangoria was like the one with her finger and the bone is like sticking out from X. I saw it, yeah. Yeah. Because literally um, they got mad about that. They got mad about the cover with The Weeknd and that was too yeah. gory. Because I think Tara Ansley okay. was the one sharing some of the comments of people who were like, refund my Fangoria subscription. You're being too woke. Mm. And it's well, like, it's a black yeah. man making horror moves. It's they fine. just, A, didn't like that he was brown. B, didn't like that he was a pop star and it's not a horror movie, but whatever. Horror lives literally everywhere. And The Weeknd does some crazy special effects stuff in his videos, so give him his fucking He's also been down for our genre since Jump, because even with um, the trilogy, 
if you go back and look at like a lot of the old videos, even Wicked Games, which I think is debatably like his biggest single around that time, there's a lot of nods to um, Bram Stoker's 1992 Dracula. Oh movie. yeah, I have to go back with that in mind then. Okay, the weekend, bad bitch loading. Where are you gonna come over here to the <laughs> horror side? Come here. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Like one last drag on older Fangoria fans, because that could be a whole episode. Um, but one last drag is that these same people with these same things that are six pieces in the mouth by these two covers were also the loudest people on the thread in the timeline when Sam Richardson had to go in the dark cover for Workers Within last year. Mm. What's wrong with that? that I saw I saw those pissed off people, and back then I was confused. Listen, first off, it's Sam Richardson, so you're welcome. Secondly, it's glow in the dark. You're double fucking welcome. Third <laughs> off, where's within hits? Where was within it does? Hits? I don't like horror comedies, but I left my ass off, and it's in a comfort movie. I put it on when the world's too shitty, so I've watched a lot. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> and I, I I'm just like, so you just want to be racist on Twitter today? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. End of story. Mm -hmm. All right. So next for Bad Bitch Loading, Priya Ferguson, who we already paid a lot of love to at the top of this. She is, she's such a great actress. Like, it takes a lot of, when I think about, like, child actors and how much more difficult it must be for them to stay in a role and, like, really deliver it with that oomph. It just makes me love and respect them so much more. Because when I was around her age, I didn't have that. I mean, even now, I'm 32. I still don't have that level of, like, having it together. So, yeah, man. I just want more things for her. I I live for her. Um, I want her to have so many more things. Because, like, I think had I seen somebody like her in something like Stranger Things that I love as a child, yeah. my whole trajectory would have been different. Um, yeah. Because, like, again, we were never seen when we were growing up in the 90s. It was like, do black people exist only in Stephen King's world and magical Negroes? Nobody wants that. That doesn't count. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, she she is so fucking important and so fucking gifted. And I just want them to give her so much more. I've only ever seen her in Stranger Things. And she mm -hmm. needs the world. Like, literally, the world needs to be like, where can we put her in this movie, this show, this miniseries, yeah. this audiobook? <laughs> Make it happen. You know what I think is funny? I remember, I think... It was Stranger Things 2 or 3. Um, but Erica had been first introduced. I remember I was on the Stranger Things bandwagon from season one. And I remember going to like Target or something. I don't know. Target has like a merch section now. And they had a section for Stranger Things merch. And the only action figures and pops or whatever you could get was like stuff of Lucas. Because of course nobody wants the black character. They want everybody else. And I remember thinking, that's fucked up, but I'm definitely not surprised. And then Erica comes into the picture. Um, and now you can't find Erica stuff. You can't because now everyone wants Erica merch because she's just hands down a fan favorite. I think that kind of tells you that. And I don't want to minimize Lucas's character because he has grown like the character development for Lucas is definitely there, which I'm very happy for because it mm. totally negates him having this um, like support Negro or the comedic mm -hmm. relief or like it, it, it removes him from the likelihood of falling into one of those tropes, which is great, but throwing Erica in there and her becoming a fan favorite, I think just, 
help make that a little bit more digestible. Um, and it also just shows you that having the one token black kid, it's not, that's not it, fam. It's not it. It's not enough. Seconding that because that actor is doing everything he can with what he's been given. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this show is an inherently white show. And yeah. so the original idea was they got to have a black friend because they have a black friend now, but make him blend in. And so he sort of becomes the black person that's going along with these like shenanigans that we would be like, no, we're not going into that. No, fuck the upside down. Stop. Um, and so when they put in Erica, it's like, we have a black person saying black things. I fucked with Erica. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked with her. She's like, we're doing what? That's stupid. Listen to me. And I'm like, yes, get them, bitch. Collect them. <laughs> I love when she starts talking about interest. Yes. She's like, I've been keeping the secret from my brother. Like, you know, that's a 7.9% interest rate over two weeks. You owe me money. <laughs> she does not play about her shit. And I love it so much. I love when Eddie tried to check her about D&D. And she was like, Ooh. bitch, I've been playing since before you was born. know who you're talking to. I am Lady Applejack. Chaotic good. Listen. Don't come for me. Listen. Essentially. I would have loved to have that character growing up. So then I don't have to just like by default be uh rochelle from the craft because she's all that's there even though we love rachel true don't get it twisted like if you watch if you listen to this podcast you already know but she's like the option like imagine having another option that is a blurred and encompasses these things and even though she exists in this world where supernatural things happen um and terrifying shit happens and you know the otherworldly she's really just unapologetically herself and deals with the situation in a way that lets us relate to the character but also makes it easier to digest this media as an escape which we all do you know what i mean yes 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 give us more tiny black nerds who also have self-esteem uh, yeah. and know their worth. Cause that's what mm-hmm. Erica does. That's different from everybody else you see who they're like, we have a black child now, but the black child is ashamed to be there. The black child is going through trauma. Erica's like, I play D and D and I'm in my brother's shit and he owe me some money, let's go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's who I was when I was a child. Thank you for seeing me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing you said earlier, Zero, I, I feel the same way. And I felt like that forever. And I said it on a thing once and I feel like I got misconstrued or something because I feel the same way. That's the problem of having just like one black person on a thing, because so often the black character is just a personification of many different like stereotypes for the black community. And so you don't actually get a chance to connect to them. And that's not the case with Rachel True's character, thank God. Mm -hmm. But there still is a need for a diversification of black characters in the same way there is for white ones. Cause like it was about the craft, like the same difference. Like you have essentially like three other witches who are white. So you can have this cute experience of like, Oh, maybe I feel like more of this character or that character. But so often when it's just one token black, it's like you automatically have to connect to that person and they may not actually be the same type of vibe you are because black people aren't a monolith. There's like so many different types of us. And like you said, this is a Rachel True fan pod. So this isn't me throwing shade at her character because I no. love and I live. So that's she not where it's coming that from. She was our only option. She I, yeah, I, feel well. like, I feel like she, but like I said, sometimes you say things and, and people just take it like you're throwing shade at Rachel True and that's not what I'm doing. So. Oh, no. 
Just get listen together. to our previous episode. You'll you'll get it. She comes up in our episodes a lot too. I have her tarot deck in my purse because I just moved yesterday, and so I'm not gonna pack the purse. And you know, the purse is the last box of fuck it. <laughs> it's like these are things that need to be saved, but also I ain't got time to find special homes for them. Um, that deck is in its bag with the book in my purse and like ninety thousand other things I have not off my desk. Um, we, we stand Rachel True. I wrote an article about her and she read it and she shared it on Twitter. And so I'm still just like, ah, she knows I'm alive. Um, <laughs> but also it's another case, <coughs> excuse me, wow. Um, it's another case of an actor making something that is not, not worthy of all that they can do. Something that we all aspire to, that makes sense, as opposed to a fully fleshed character with an actor stepping into it. Like she took the scraps and she made it the best part of the movie, as we are wont to do as black women. <laughs> Guys, and now the price of oxtail is like all up there because we took we took this this tail that nobody wants to eat and we made that shit delicious and now everybody wants oxtail. Learn your fucking lesson. Right. I clearly have this beef to pick. No, you have this ox to pick. Like let the beef go. This- <laughs> <laughs> Making something out of nothing, I think, is something that marginalized people do the best. Yeah, I I was about to say, I know black women for sure, but I feel like sometimes, like, all black people in general do feel like that. Because I feel like that sometimes. Like, you do have to take what you're given and try to make the best out of it. Because Mm -hmm. I may not be a woman, but, like, as, like, a queer person, sometimes I do feel like, you know, you do have to kind of get what you, like, you got to work twice as hard to get half. And then sometimes you have to find ways to tuck away or what do they call like code switch certain parts of yourself to like fit into certain environments, especially when I worked in like, a prof- I use air quotes because the girls weren't professional. <laughs> they like to be professional when they're trying to point out the fact that you may not be professional, but they asses ain't professional. <laughs> but yeah, true. Listen, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot. And I... I'm really happy that Rachel True got to finish loading because we need that bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she did. She got her, her fully buffered mm-hmm. to the brim. And she's still doing shit. And we are very grateful. Right. Mm-hmm. Still looking younger than all of us. <laughs> yeah. When she she told us on Tanana Reeve Do's podcast that she's older than Tanana Reeve Do, and I was like, "You a lie!" And I got onto the Google because I was like, "You a lie, Rachel!" And I was like, "Ah," because they both look good. I'm not trying to shade anybody. They both look really good, but I was like, "No," because Rachel's got to be like 35, right? And Rachel's like, "Bitch, I'm 50." And I'm like, "Ah!" He's drinking the that power. same juice that Pharrell was drinking for a while. It's the yeah. power of minding your business. I swear to <laughs> yes. God. Yes. <laughs> You ever notice the people who really do mind their business and just come and get their money and collect their checks and they're unproblematic? They age yes. gracefully. And you know, that extends to, to white people as well. Mind your oh, business. Yeah. You will age. Look at Steve Carell. Handsome. Handsome oh, yeah, as hell, salt and pepper. Oh my goodness. Look at Paul Rudd. You want yep. to him out here fighting people on Twitter and look at him. Look yep. at him. Exactly. Ryan Reynolds. Whew. <laughs> Oh, I got excited. I forgot what podcast was on for a minute. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> <glad> myself. <laughs> if there's anything that you take out of this podcast right now, just mind your fucking business for your own good. Right? You'll right. hate yourself later. Mind your this, business. Mind your business, and the ancestors will leave you alone. Facts. <laughs> okay, the ancestors running down on you with age. <laughs> they did that for real. They were like, what you doing for real? We take it back. Pop, pop, pop. And now him and his hat look sad. 
I think this next bad bitch loading is a little subjective, but I'm still rocking with it. Kiki Palmer has definitely loaded fully. Oh, yeah. But in terms of her horror career, she's loading. Yes. She's like, we're we're not done. We're that's not why I'm okay with her being here only because of that. Because like in reality, like she's been killing it since day one, and she is mm-hmm. everything and beyond. Um, but I feel like now I'm starting to see her pop up in more horror, and I peep it, and I and I'm excited for that. Like I want to see her in more horror stuff. So give it to me. Who would have thought that the Screen TV series season three was gonna be what the springboard for her to be like? I'm fucked up with the genre now, bitches. And now yeah. she's in no. Talk about from where we started to where we going. What? <laughs> Yeah, for real. And side note, I don't, I know because the Scream TV series is, I just, I can't. But um, Kiki Palmer was the best part of that season. I actually thoroughly enjoyed her in that show. She deserved a better show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tony Todd was there, but being underutilized and being written for badly. Um, there was a lot that could have been right about it. Even the producers should know better. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just had Kiki and then we were like, oh, she's not on screen. Let me have some more snacks. Is she back? <laughs> I told you let me know when she's back. <laughs> mm. And then there were Scream Queens, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Which was I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Scream Queens was definitely worth a shot mm. i think it only had like two seasons two or three i nah, finished the first two. season and i'm gonna stop uh, yeah so, I'm, I'm about to say um you're you're good you're good well that's why she's loading okay because the, the foundation is there but <laughs> yeah coming no. off she's loading <laughs> it's fine it, like i said scream queens was it was worth a shot it happened. <laughs> she's one of it the best happened. parts of that too. Like yeah. she's always the best part. Um, even in because there's a movie coming out, I don't want to see, it, but I know she's gonna be the best part. She's gonna give a damn good performance. I probably won't see it, but I know that she's gonna do mm-hmm. the work, and I'm here for her. I'm on the bench next to you on that one. If we're talking about the same project, Wait, I love what? you, girl, but no. <laughs> what is it? I don't know the name of it, but it's it it's like this. It looks like it's another slave based horror movie. Oh no, really, Kiki? It's it's the one where it's in the seventies and she finds out she's not the slavery's ended, but she's still a slave because the white people didn't tell her. And so it's a re- it's a slave revenge movie. Wait, is this Alice? I'm looking it up. Yes, right now. that's what it is. That's what it is. I'm about to say that sounds right. No, okay, and it looks really hot in this poster. She always do, and I because before I read what the movie was about, I was like, oh yeah, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> and to have it come out the same year as Nope, because like I feel like Nope is like gonna submit her, and then that's gonna be like a smudge on this record. <laughs> yeah, I really, I think that's why it surprised me because I found out about Nope before Alice, and right. so I didn't understand. I'm like, girl, you got the bag coming. You didn't have to say right. yes to this. Nah, see what's happening <laughs> is, even if this movie is ass, which I still have to read up on, <laughs> but. Your opinions are definitely going to stick with me, but I mean, I'm talking no. all this shit, but because of her, I'll probably watch it. But I just, oh, I will. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not going to um, lie. I definitely do not. Want I don't to. know that, if this it'll be comes a hate out fight. before or after. Nope, but nope is going to fuel this movie. Oh yes, yes. 
And that's why they were like, oh, it's not coming out this year. Let's tell them about Alice. And I was like, how about you not? Let her have a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be shaming her. She just got here. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she paid the rent one time. And now so we also got Common in here. What the fuck? I didn't Common, know that. Common be sus sometimes. I love him. Common be sus himself. sometimes. Because he's on the shy a lot as a producer and was in season one. And we know how Lena Waithe moves. Ooh. Yeah, Common is a little bit of uh let's see, in and out. There was a song that he did for Freedom Riders, though. Was he in Freedom Riders? No. He just did that song. Yeah. I, I want to root for him more than I he lets me. Let's just say that. Yep. Yeah. Like that's a different episode though. Common bitches. Yo. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> too much. <laughs> That is absolutely too much. Okay. Tati Gabrielle, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We already talked about in our We Deserved episode. We deserved and Spellcast Noir, I think, too. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, we, yeah. we no, always we this... did. We're a pretty standing <laughs> You're right. Um, what's her character's name again? It's Sabrina. I've already um, There we go. Prudence. Oh yeah, Prudence and Ambrose spinoff. When that's definitely not going to happen. Um, no, because they're too busy um, prepping Kieran and Shipka, who plays Sabrina, to cross over into Riverdale, Child. which like literally nobody is asking for. <laughs> no, well, way. actually, I I'm not a Riverdale head, but I know that fandom runs really heavy. So Why are you using are? disclaimers? You were right before. Nobody asked for that shit. Okay, never mind. I go back to my original <laughs> statement and since I got back up now. Um, but I did Google her. Is she's in you also? Yeah, season three. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like every like all of our bad bitches loading are in you. So maybe I should try it. I never tried it. Oh. I can't lie to you. I've watched all of it, but if you ask me if it's good. I, I I need I don't know I can't say that I can't say that at all. What I can say is if you like a little like trashy TV with a, your glass of wine, it's a good time. Not really. It's not for you then. Um, okay. Definitely check out Face Seasons. You can see them doing things in a show that mm-hmm. is a weird show. But again, as somebody who's watched all of it, because of LaRob Payton, my former roommate, I walked into them watching it and I'm like, this is shit. And then I sat down and now I'm, I'm caught up and he quit. Isn't that always Ooh. the way? The tables have turned. Right. Hmm. All right. So maybe I will just start Yellow Jackets and then give that one a rest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's a different show. That one I can say is good. <laughs> There's no disclaimers for that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy she's like doing stuff though. Same. I love to see her. And again, she's always the best part. Like all of our bad bitches, if they are not the best part, then they are one of the best parts. Like mm. I, I can't see any of them not getting awards for the things that they've done, even if it's a shit show. <laughs> um. Mm. And so I'm here for Tati. I'm here for her. I want to see her excel and do more genre. Facts. And I want her to have, I want her to be on a project with a big enough budget where they can hire somebody to do her hair who knows what the fuck they're doing. Please. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't think she has finger waves in you, but. No, she doesn't. And whatever they have her in, I hate. And I really pray that it is not her actual hair because then she's going to hear this and say, fuck you, brother ghoulish. But. (laughs) It is very, it is very like problematic. That really, hair, I cannot. It, it's just me. 
Maybe it's not as bad to y'all. I, y'all, y'all gotta go look. Hold on, hold on. I had forgotten. I just pulled it up. I had forgotten. I blocked this. It's a small fro. Okay, but why is it sitting like that? It's the way it's sitting. And then it doesn't move. Like, there's moments where, like, there should be some type of, like, she'll bump into something, and that thing is, like, impervious. It's titanium like Sia. Like, I really need someone to, to, to okay. do I'm looking at on that wig photos. It's and I'm calling the authorities on Netflix. <laughs> from some angles, I mean, I'm just looking at photos, not video right now. From some angles, it looks okay. And then she turns to the side, and I'm like, why is it sitting like that? Because it's sitting like... Remember there was that time everyone on Twitter was like, Doja Cat wears her wigs like hats? This is <laughs> oh, my God. It's sitting like she put the wig on like a, like a hat, like from the side view. I wish they would didn't put that in my head because I love Doja, but she does. No, she does. I love her too, but it's it's an honest opinion. It's no, not that's the truth. Wearing her wigs like hats. This is what it's giving right now. I feel like fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put hair hairbrush. Like, you need to be fucking with a hairbrush. <laughs> no. No. I I I I don't know who did this as hottie. I'm. I'm chicken. I forgot this. I'm gonna go back to trying to forget it again immediately. Oh. I mean, it's better than the wig they got uh, old girl in on P Valley this last episode. The way they had Loretta Devine looking, I I almost <laughs> stopped Loretta P Valley Devine. right there. I I almost stopped it right there. These newer shows be disrespecting her like she's not royalty, and they be putting her in any old wig, and I'm offended every time. <laughs> and at the same time, they had Clifford in an Ivy Park that same episode. <laughs> I'm like, this is so wrong. Listen, um, that was it. That was too far. That's too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> oh my god. I, yeah. I personally really want Tati Gabrielle in a uh in a zombie apocalypse movie. Yes. I don't know. Something I just she has Maybe this, like, Thede's project, right? The one yo, okay. I don't know how she is with comedy. I don't, but yes. <laughs> but I also don't care. Just give it. To me. Take, take I'm, happy, I'm happy you said that because I think that our list of bad bitches loading um, is an awesome super group for a survival horror movie because they would be the group that lives. Oh my God. Tati Gabrielle teaming yeah. up with Priya Ferguson, teaming up with Jasmine Savoy Brown and Jen Ortega. That would be good. Yeah. And y'all know that Marseille Martin is getting behind the camera more. So maybe we yeah. can get her on set for some. Oh my God. Yes. She would definitely open her wallet. She's a little mogul. Um, yeah. <laughs> like we will all be working for her in three years. I'm so happy for her, by the way. But go right. ahead. Like if you're listening, we know you want to buy this podcast and we're willing to make you a good offer. <laughs> <laughs> How many people have we pitched our podcast to? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> no, we have not. No, give us some credit. We we hit it. We have some repeat offenders. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. We're very focused on what we're trying to manifest. True. Listen, is, you're right. You're right. Listen. Um, it'll all of a sudden people. Can you imagine people tuned in and it was called Blurtish? And we're just like, oh my god, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Damn good name for something we do. Blurtish. I mean, maybe us reviewing. You no, know, because black is too long. Let it go. Just I don't got it in my soul. But yeah. if y'all see that, if y'all if y'all see this feed and the name is changed to Blurtish, just mind your baskets. We're getting paid. We're not gonna just talk about it's, it. Right? No, it's still us. Still support. Don't be acting brand new and shit. Right? Right? We all deserve a little 
funding sometimes. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, we moved on to the next person. Yeah. This, look, we got real professional with this bullet pointing. Um, we have a, a subsection of bullets for filmmakers because there's a lot of uh, uh, talent behind the camera as well, mm-hmm. including Mariama Diallo, who, you know, she gave us her first feature length film this year and she gave us Hairwolf, which is definitely sweet entry. I love and Hairwolf. I love Hairwolf too. Yeah. It's so good. And then she had a, I missed it unfortunately, at Overlook, she actually did have um, a short in one of the blocks um, through Alter. So I'm pretty sure it'll pop up on Alter. It already may be Which on there. Which one was it? I can actually find out real quick. Was it was it Sketch? I can't remember. I, I, I can tell you. Give me a second. Mm. I will also say she's just a lovely person, at least like in the one interview I had with her because it was virtual. Um, so it was her and the two leads from Master, and she's just a lovely down to earth person. Um, and I like to see that because so many people get out to Hollywood and lose their damn mind. Oh yeah, it's an ego thing, and like that's why I love people who stay connected to who they are and like where they were at the beginning of this adventure. Of course, some growth is to be expected, so you're not going to be the same person. But that's that don't mean you treat people like shit. Right. Listen, I feel like there's good growth and then there's bad growth, and nobody wants a fungus. Yeah, exactly. A fungus among us is what some of y'all be doing. Um, Because the fungus may be a fun guy, but they are very manipulative. (laughs) Yes, quite. I'm really looking as hard as shit for this damn thing. Because it's not coming up. They're really playing with me. There's sketch, which I think is the short, and then. White it might rebel. it might be that one. It might I, I I hate that I missed it. Um it might I, I don't know, I can't find it, but I'm gonna keep looking throughout the episode because I'm not gonna I mean I I go up for her and I want more things for her. My only knowledge of her is Hair Wolf and Master. Um she's loaded. So I, I do need to quit playing and watch those other ones of her. I of hers, I think they're both shorts. Um sketch, I'm not sure what it's about, but White Devil has something to do with. Like during the pandemic. Wait, White or... Devil. That sounds familiar. It might be that. I can see that. That it that sounds so familiar. I think that might be it. I'm just going to double check. But keep going. No, yeah. I just I would like to be a little bit more familiar with her work because for me, Hairwolf and Master, the way I feel about both of them are very polarized. So Same. I I think I need I need more substance to, you know. Ev- everything's hit or miss it's like everyone has chances to you know we had this conversation before judd apatow been failing for decades (laughs) (laughs) i hope he still feels that um i i will say that i know that it's hard to get a feature made and so i wonder if she had to sacrifice certain things in that space in order to get it it does also take a village so yeah that's true wasn't it produced by blumhouse and we know that that's a menace and so i can only imagine I can only imagine. And so yeah. I'm trying to give her grace and hope that when she gets to have more say and she's got less people in her shit. Right. Um, it could have we'll been because it was a prime original. So maybe you're right. Yeah. And so I'm rooting for her, but also I I felt a way about Master. Um, I won't rehash that because we're celebrating bad bitches. Not talking about where they could have done stuff different. Well, <laughs> she's loading. Let, she, she's loading. She's loading. She's she's loading. Master was a buffer, <laughs> but we're back to loading now. <laughs> We just gotta straighten up the uh, internet connection a little bit. That we're good, right? Keep going. Gotta reset the router. Yeah. Um, 
every bad bitch has to reset the router at least four, five, six times. Listen, listen. Um, another person we have under filmmakers is the Queen Nia DaCosta, who Me. gave us hard. She gave us the Candyman. I will not be answering questions. Either you know or you don't. Uh, yeah. And listen, and she's also directing Captain Marvel's sequel. Um, I love to see a bitch get Disney money. That's low. Yeah, now that's, that's money right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because that means they can redistribute the opportunity onto other people of color, which we've seen yep. in Candyman. She's interested in doing. So I'm excited. Yes, uh, I'm here for her. Um, whenever she's done loading, I will still be in the front row of the theater going, I don't even need a title, just hit play. <laughs> I'm like that it. with Jordan Peele, so I get it. Like, there's just certain people I trust. It's like, give it to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I- I'm never the nerd that's like, well, actually, but <laughs> what really fucking grinds my gears. I already know what you're about to say. You but... already know. You already mm-hmm. know. But I'm going to say it too. anyway because I need to get it out. Every time, oh, you know, the new Jordan Peele Candyman, here comes me, pushes up my glasses. Well, actually, it was directed by Nia DaCosta, not Jordan Peele. Thank you. Say I mean, we love him. And he does have his name on this one, but give her her flowers because she fucking did that shit. The way the timeline will do gymnastics to find the first man in power to make it his movie. Crazy. Um, or his show. Because they also were like, oh, this is Jordan Peele's Left Hat Country. And I was like, huh? no, no, no. Monkey Paw produced it, is what you mean. Misha Green, thank you. Give her her flowers. Yeah. And it keeps happening. It's like a moving target because like either we're calling it the director's movie, but then if the director's a woman, then it's the writer's movie. And I'm like, no, or vice versa. Cause like, where was within? Like if you listen to most of the press for what was within and people talking on the timeline, they're like, Josh Rubin's movie. When you wrote this and he's like, I didn't write it. Misha Wolf wrote it, mm-hmm. a woman wrote it. Like he's had to say that so many fucking times, like every interview. <laughs> Because his podcast is like, oh, yeah, and you, you're a writer-director, so you're writing this one. He's like, no. And people today will pull up to him and be like, can we get the script for Rose of the End? He's like, you need to ask the writer. Mishno Wolf is right there. Mm, that's so why, why we love Josh Rubin. Listen, um, and why America keeps letting us know they hate women. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's also having a, a bunch with these new Blumhouse films. Um, that program that they had collabed with twice now with, with um, Amazon Prime, the Welcome to the Blumhouse, which the whole point is to put marginalized people and give them a platform and, and a place to debut their, their films. And they just all up all end up being Jason Bloom. Right. Like, right. Even though none of them are him, they are just under the production company. They just are automatically melted into Jason yeah. Bloom. It's a Jason Bloom film. I'm like, he's yeah. not written, he's but not directed. Not no. He's opened his wallet and he's probably interfered, but like <laughs> it's not his movie. <laughs> yeah, I also find that frustrating. Yeah, America, America, America. <sighs> All okay, right, so Robin Thede, though. Yes. yes. When are we gonna get some new fucking news about this zombie movie? Listen, it's been quiet. We got this news a while ago. Yeah, it's too quiet. It's making me feeling. hope that it doesn't end up in developmental hell. Like, I'm really afraid of that right now. I feel like we need to keep talking about it because if we stop talking about it, then everyone is going to stop talking about it. And then you know what happens after that. 
Listen. Yeah. No, because they just will call definitely... Gabrielle. Just call her. Call just her. See if she's like, hey, girl, what you doing? Call her. Because they will definitely wait until like the day before it comes out, drop one trailer and be like, nobody likes to see black movies. Yeah. Yep. That old chestnut. Because when I heard about it, I could see it so clearly for the obvious reasons that there are so many people very similar to Jordan Peele who just start by doing so much comedy and then coming out and scaring the fuck out of you. And so I want to see that out of her mind. I mean, she's basically paying love to the genre or a lot on Black Lady Sketch Show with a lot of their skits anyway. Because a lot of them are definitely, even like that post-apocalyptic weird one that they that they revisit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also the there's Purge that one. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. When instead the of like one. one uh one like 24 hours to kill people, it's like 24 hours to return your natural hair products. <laughs> <And then laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> she wants to be in horror so bad. I can feel it. I absolutely feel it. And yeah. I do I forgot that she was in bad hair. Uh she was just a character. Yeah, 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 Sheree. She was in bad hair. And I completely forgot about it until I Googled her name for this episode. And it made me think that bad hair as a concept would have worked if it if they made bad hair into a black lady sketch show sketch. Yes. It would have yes. worked that way. That and Justin Simeon is not a bad bitch loading. He needed to hire a black woman to help him tell that because he he does what he does. Does he does? <laughs> um, and so yeah, if you're gonna write about something that is primarily like a black femme experience, then you should probably talk to some black femmes. That doesn't make sense at all, right? I'm gonna tell it better than the black femmes because I, I have spoken to a woman once on the street. I have a I have a black femme friend. I'm good. Right, right. She thinks it's hysterical. <laughs> and then uh, the, the, bring in the black femme friend, and it's Candace Owens. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And she's the creative consultant. Listen, my sister's best friend's hairdresser is a black woman, so therefore. <laughs> oh no! Hello, everyone. Meet our new sensitivity writer. And, and it's Terry Crews. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That man don't even have hair. <laughs> and he, he don't like black women because him and Gabriel Union had to go a couple rounds. Talk about bad bitches. <laughs> Ooh, I oh, my her. God, Joe. She had to put him in his place because he was like, I like to be out here being strong and around. And she was like, no, oh, I know he won't. And he's like, you right. I was just kidding. I'm gonna finish Brooklyn Nine-Nine now. <laughs> Run along. <laughs> All right. So the next one on our list is Katori Hall, who is the showrunner behind P Valley. Um, but she's a lot more decorated than that. She's a playwright. Yeah. You know, I love to see it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so I thought it was just like a natural place to put her on this list. And this was the surprise I told you guys about the top of the episode. When I was looking through her plays, she actually has one that's called Hoodoo Love. Like, I never got to see Hoodoo Love. I wanted to, but like, when it was happening in Chicago, I had to be working five jobs. Um, and so I did not get to. But I, I am here because I feel like, specifically, stage and screen has a way of fucking up Black magic. And so I'm here for storytellers who are of the culture, writing about the culture. 
to help sort of undo some of this damage a little bit, which is sad because it's not their mess that they created, but it's just out yeah. there. So they come in having to fight the slander. They don't get to be like, oh, I'm going to like fudge this part a little bit for my story's sake because we've fudged so much. Like it's all a bunch of bullshit. And so that's one of the things that I, I'm always reading for the black creators who are like, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and make y'all forget a little Uncle Stephen here and there because <laughs> um, we, we deserve to forget about Uncle Stephen every once in a while. Snatch sequence complete. This has been Blurdy Massacre. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a comment at Blurdy Massacre on social media. You can also rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it on Spotify and Apple. Until next time, bye. Powering down. Mm. <laughs>